Well, I'm pleased to say I have the pleasure of being joined by Monsieur Borami. Thank you so much for joining us here. The pleasure is mine. Yeah. Well, I just randomly ran into you and you were nice enough to sit down and chat with us. You've been part of the sport for so long and you've seen, you've experienced it and you've seen it grown and progress. What have you been most impressed with, with how in the past like 10, 15 years with the, with the way the sport has grown? Well, you know, the past 10, 15 years, past 15, 15, even 20 years, you know, uh, uh, Federer, uh, again, Nadal, you know, they have been, you know, before before them, we had uh, Agassi, Sampras, you know, we thought, okay, this is not, something would never happen again. And, and, uh, and then you have uh, uh, Federer comes in after like two years, he beats uh, uh, Sampras' record. And, 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 and then now uh, Djokovic, Nadal, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. amazing yeah. how... Lucky we have been to to see all that, yeah. you know, and 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 to see Roger, you know, uh, last match uh, playing in the Lever Cup uh, in London. Were you there? Uh, no, oh, okay. I I was here, but I yeah. watched it uh, until yeah. the, uh, ten after two in the morning. I was watching <laughs> yeah. the match. I was sorry for them that he served for the match at mm-hmm. the nine eight in the tiebreaker. Yeah. I thought that is uh, what a end. I mean, how ex- exciting, and then. Uh, uh, the, the, the Jack uh, Sok and, and um, uh, Tiafo, he's, they, they, they fought back and they came and they won. And it was very emotional to see, you know, uh, because uh, Roger, he's done uh, great things for tennis. You know, he's loved all over, everywhere in the world. And, and he's been such, such a good person for our sport and, and uh, for him to leave. Uh, it was... Uh, did you shed I, a tear, I, <laughs> like all of us? I, I had a little tear in my eyes, yeah. yes, yes. It was tough. I, I love the guy, and yeah. uh, he's a great man. And uh, Have you spoken to him? I have sometimes yeah. with the text, uh, you know, yeah. and, and uh, we are very happy every time I, I see him. Uh, he seems very happy to see me. I'm very happy to see him. And it's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a great man. He's yeah. a, a, a real gentleman. Yeah. I mean, it's great hearing your insight about the game, but I want to talk about you as well because you're such an entertainer and Thank always you. very exciting to watch. You fill the stands nonstop. Yeah. What is it that keeps you being able to think of some new trick shots and stuff like that? Because it's actually, you make it look easy, but it's pretty skillful. Well, to be honest with you, you know, I, I, the, the trick shots that I do, I've, I've started when I was 10 years old, I was doing this, you yeah. know, and I was doing this with a piece of wood or a dustpan. I couldn't make a winner with a test of a dustpan or piece of wood. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I've never had a tennis coach in my life. I never had a tennis lesson in my life. What, really? I, 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 I thought... Self-taught. Self-taught, completely. And uh, the... F- Eight first years of my tennis between age five to thirteen, I played with a piece of wood that I could find on the uh, on the floor, you know, wow. or a dustpan or a broom. And, and you uh, had a tennis ball, though. Tennis ball, yeah, yes, yeah. tennis ball we could always find. But then uh, finding a, a racket, I, it was very very difficult yeah. for me. My father could not afford to to buy me a racket, and I knew at, even at five, ten years old, I knew that. Uh, I didn't want to make it harder for him to say I need a racket yeah. or something because that was like a, a one month salary. So it was impossible for us to, wow. to have a racket. So, uh, no, I, I, 
I taught myself against the wall. I played all my life. I mean, from age 5 to 13, I was not allowed to go to the tennis courts. The tennis courts were closed for me. They were, I was uh, illegal to play on the court. I was only allowed there in the club to be ball boy and and I would get 10 cents per hour ball boying for the, oh for the people. Why was That's, it illegal uh, for you to go to the club? Because uh, tennis was, uh, uh, you know, in, I'm talking about 1960, 1961, 62. Right. Uh, tennis was new in Iran and we didn't have much tennis courts. Uh, in Tehran, we had only 13 uh, courts and that was that was exactly in the area that I lived in the that sport complex which my father was a gardener there and we had a small room there which was our house and uh, so I was uh, uh, that's why I became tennis player first of all because I was born in the uh, complex sport complex and then uh, these courts were reserved for the for the elite for the rich people and uh, I wasn't one so uh, so I was very happy to ball boy for people I would be up on five in the morning at five in the morning uh, ball boying for people until eight and then I would go to the school and then come back at four do another three four hours ball boying come back come work and then they they after the same thing that is absolutely incredible how, and how many years did you do that for well, I did that from age f- uh, five to to age 13 wow yeah that's incredible and then, and then when I was 13 years old, you know, we didn't have a program that you can have in the United States or in France or in England right. for the youngsters to bring them up to, you know, to, to, to teach them. And uh, when I was 13 years old, the, the generation be, uh, before me, the tennis players, the, the Davis Cup team that was getting old, so they needed new players. They knew I had, I had some talents and, you know, and then... They they came to me. The federation came to me. They gave me two rackets. The French said, federation. No, no, the, no, the Iranian, Iranian federation. federation. Okay, Iranian okay. Federation. And the Iranian federation came to me, gave me two rackets, and they said, Mansoor, from now on, you can play as much as you want, and you are a priority. No one can can be in front of you, so you can play. And and so three years later, I was member of the uh, the national team. And uh, and then I started playing the ATP tournaments, and I was uh, getting uh, pretty good on. And uh, I played for three, four years on the tour. I was getting, you know, close to the top hundred. And and then uh, the revolution happened, and everything stopped. No more tennis. Uh, tennis became. What year uh, was that? That was uh, in 1970. From 1970. End of 77, 78, 79, I didn't play. I came here in 1980. Okay. After three years and a half not playing tennis at all, uh, like not, not hit one ball, you know, so because you could have been hung, hung up because you played tennis. So. Yeah. And then uh, I played for the next six years in France only. That means I didn't play... From age 20 to 30, I didn't play professional You didn't tennis. play professional at all. And then uh, I became French after, and then I started playing, going around the world and playing, and mainly I was more uh, successful in doubles because I was playing more seriously. Yeah. In singles, I was doing everything, all the crazy things <laughs> I do, but in doubles, I had to, uh, you know... Uh, respect my my um, uh, my uh, partner and to play hundred uh-huh. percent. 
And so that's why I had more success in. in, in uh, so I'm just gonna go back one one second. To, when was actually? How old were you actually when you picked up an actual racket instead of a piece of wood? Do you remember that? I was. My first. When you racket, finally got the racket, my yeah. First racket, I was 12 years old. 12. Okay. But that racket lasts 24 hours. Okay. Because, I, uh, my idol, my hero, Iranian tennis hero. Which I was ball boying for him. He was a member of the Davis Cup team. I loved his tennis. His name was Shirzad Akbari. Mm-hmm. One day he said, Mansur, I ha- if you ball boy well today, I have a nice gift for you. So I said, Fine. I was all day, I concentrated to be a good ball boy. At the, at the end of the day, he gave me a racket. I was so proud to have this racket. I was so happy. This was the thing I was dreaming of. And then... What racket uh, was it? Do you remember? Uh, it was a Dunlop Max Play. Okay. You know. And then I, I remember that day I was so happy. I went and I bought a racket from a friend of mine for uh, 15 cents. 15 and cents? And I, I strongened myself. That means I went to the pro shop. I took all the strings which he was throwing in the, the garbage. I took every string that he was uh, thrown out, and I strung the second racket myself. And from the old string. Uh, from the old string, wow. yes. Okay. And you know, like uh, you know, imagine a twelve-year-old boy with a, uh, I don't know, it was a, a Jack Kramer Wilson racket, and and then. Uh, the, the Dunlop Max Play and a 12 year old who has never had a racket and he wants to string his racket yeah. so I would do a nut put this in one hole and bring it up here and then put a, a how do you say a, a needle yep. in it you know and then that uh, string would stay there so you could pull it through so there was needle all over uh, this racket this racket weighed like 3 pounds you know <laughs> so heavy and then uh, the day after, it was an August day, very, very hot day. Uh, one of my friends who was allowed to play, this guy was allowed to play, I was not. It was like, uh, we were almost 100 degrees, uh, very warm. At 1 o'clock in the afternoon, no one was in this 13 courts empty. And um, he said, Mansu, let's go play uh, with your racket. So I'm like... Two rackets. I'm like imagining like I'm coming to the center court of the French Open, you know, and and I'm coming there to play, and I'm imagining things, and uh, so we played for like uh, maybe one minute, mm-hmm. maybe one minute, and I was I saw I was surrounded by the guards, and um, one of these guards, he stopped me. He could have said, Mansur, you know, get off, uh, get lost, go, and I would just go. So he took me, he grabbed me, he took me seven, eight times above his head, and he smashed me on the ground. What? Seven, eight times he smashed me on the ground. And Why? I was just because I was not allowed to play. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and he just left me. I couldn't move anymore. There was blood all over oh the place. Oh, my God, you're kidding. And then he went to my racket. I said, please, don't touch my racket. Leave my rackets alone. 
and he just gave me a bad oh look God, and terrible. he put the rackets on the step and he broke them both. No. Oh my God, that's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That um, was the, because you said what was your first racket. Yeah, yeah. And every time I talk about that, it's just something. I can see it, yeah. Did you end up keeping the broken, those broken rackets? No, 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 no. no, no. But oh then God, one year later, I, I had the Federation, they allowed me to play and then I played. And yeah. And you got to and a good place. Here, uh, Luckily, you got to yeah, a good place. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been everywhere in the tennis, yeah. t- taking me all over the world. I know. I have met so many wonderful people. Yeah. It's, uh, I have been lucky. I have been uh, very fortunate and proud and honored to play exhibitions with Rod Laver, with Ken Roswell. With Tony Roach, Freddie Stolle, Roy Emerson, John Newcomb, uh, I mean, name it, uh, Nikki Pilic, uh, Santana, uh, Nastasi, Jimmy Connors, Borg. Wow, Monero, that is an amazing Sampras, list. I mean, this is yeah. laughter, you know, and then uh, today, and uh, even with uh, uh, Federer and, and uh, Joko and... and uh, it's been unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's quite a list. I'm sure it's hard to pick out ones that are super special. But yeah. is there anything any of all those guys said that you've just grasped for for yourself in particular? Just uh, only only uh, words of uh, kindness. One day, I. Uh, in Daily Telegraph in London, I read that Rod Laver said Mansoor Brahmi is the most talented guy who ever picked up a racket. Oh, wow, that's quite I a mean, statement. I mean, coming from this man, yeah. I, mean, it's, uh, I was very surprised to read that, and in a good way. And, and uh, But they are the, the real legends, and the legends never... Uh, they, they, they live forever, you know, and this... The name of Rod Laver would be in tennis for for yeah. eternity, yeah. you know. And uh, all of these guys have been so fortunate to to pass sometimes on court, off court. You yeah. know, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. For someone who's so passionate about tennis, for with what you went through, I'm sorry, yeah. but the fact that you kept going after it, yeah. what? What do you feel like sport or tennis in particular has has given to you that you would pass on to others or youngsters coming up? Tennis is for me is always been a, just a game, you know. I've, uh, is tennis is giving me everything, everything I have. It's it's because of tennis, and uh, uh, I don't know if I have, if I was a tennis player first of all. I wouldn't be here living in France because if I was not a tennis player, I would just stay in Iran. Mm-hmm. I left because I said, if I don't, if I am uh, not uh, to play tennis, I'd rather die not to play tennis. Really, I, uh, tennis is for me is, yeah. is the best moment of my life is when I'm on a tennis court. Uh, I'm the happiest man on the earth. Just to see, I look at every every 
people in the crowd that they are sitting there. I look at them and I see they have a big smile. That is the most important for me. And, uh, you know, I, 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 what I'm trying to promote, I think I have done a little bit for tennis. And people You've done a tell lot. Me, it's been phenomenal. Tell me, thank you. People tell me every day, I see people that don't, I don't know, they come to me and they say, Mansoor, thank you, you made me like tennis. Yeah. Mansoor, my wife didn't like tennis since she saw you, she loves tennis. Wow. Mansoor, my son didn't want to play tennis since she saw you, he's, he's playing tennis every day. That is the most... Uh, um, gratifying. Gratifying, yeah. and, and that's all uh, I want to... I like to give back to tennis what uh, tennis is giving me i would not i i would never be able to do what tennis has done for me to give back but i just uh, want to tell you that one thing for me is very important just to keep the 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 the, the crowd entertained and the crowd happy for me they are our clients they are the, why we are here if the, if the crowd is not there, uh, it doesn't matter how good you play. There won't be sponsors, there won't be television, there will be nothing. And uh, I, I think we owe so much respect to the crowd. Yeah, well, there's no doubt you keep them entertained, that's <laughs> for sure. But the feeling that when you, with what the stories that you told us, and but now the feeling that you get when you go out to a huge crowd and hear that cheer, what what does that feel like? Does that bring out a lot of those memories for you? I mean, yeah. you've done it for so long now, but what yeah, is that feeling exactly. like? Like, for example, you play in the center court of Wimbledon, full house, and, you know, I think that where I'm coming from, where I'm right now, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, just uh, it's amazing. As a kid, I was just uh, dreaming. It's I, uh, I was dreaming to become a tennis player, and uh, this dream has come true. And playing in the biggest courts in the world, how many people can say that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite court? Uh, to be honest, uh, I, I think uh, Wimbledon Center Court is yeah. nothing like it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. What do you like about it? It's just the atmosphere, uh, just the knowledge of the people, the how how uh, good they know, how good they know tennis, and how respectful they are. You know, I mean, the people are talking, and as soon as you get ready to uh, toss the ball and and uh, hit yourself, and it's just like there is no one there in the house. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the quiet that they have there, and and all the the tradition that they have. It's it's uh, it's. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. You've been talking about travels in particular, that you got to travel the world. Are there favorite places that you absolutely love that stick out to you? To be honest, uh, you know, is for me, uh, uh, I let me, uh, maybe this is another, uh, maybe a question we can switch it around. Okay. Some of your friends, some of the, some of the journalists, they tell me where is your, favorite place to play tennis every tennis court for me is my it's favorite, a favorite place. place yeah so uh that is the most important yeah and uh, there's a tennis court you love it absolutely <laughs> uh, you know tennis has taken me you know i have been to places that i said 
Who the hell did they want to see? Why did they want to see me? I went to places that I think no one knows me. And I, I have been there and I see people come to, you know, they, 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 they are waiting for me. They coming to see me because they, they know me. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I've been at more than 100 countries in the world, you know, and it's, uh, it's something, I think. How, how long, remind me how long you've been in Paris now? 42 years now. 42 years yes. now. Okay. 42 years I've been in France. And uh, I love the country. I love this country. And it's, uh, um, I, this is the, my country now. Yeah. But uh, I can never forget Iran. Yes, of course. And yeah. I, I love Iran too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Iran and the, 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 the people who are running it is two different things. Yeah, yeah. But now being, of course, well, I'm glad you found tennis because that helped you a lot, as you've mentioned, of mm. course. Um, tell us a little now what you're up to now. I know you're still doing a lot of exhibitions. Are you continuing to do that for the... We hope forever. Well, maybe in a couple of more years, you know, and... Uh, and then I'm um, doing some work with the French Tennis Federation. Okay. I'm the ambassador of the FFT, and I travel in the different cities to promote tennis. And uh, within I France. Within France, yeah. yes, that is with the F FFT. FFT. Yeah. And then I'm doing also, uh, uh, you know, the, the Legends Trophy during the French Open. I'm the director and organizing nice. that and playing my exhibitions. Yeah. How many I exhibitions do you do a year, would you say? I have an artificial knee now. I have a, well, a, you can't tell. a knee uh, replacement. Yeah. And so I have to take it easy. Yeah. Well, you look like you can last forever. I hope know. so. And I it's so. such a joy to watch you play. Thank you As everyone much. says, but thank really you. so exciting. But thank you so much. We love your story. So it's thank you for pleasure. sharing. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you.